recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable podcast. This is podcast number 444. My name is Eric Nilsson, and with me today I have a special co-host, Elsa Mayer. Today is Wednesday, August 8th, 2018. Elsa, how's it going? Going great. We are full, fully on in the swing of things. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's like uh, I'm working 14 hours a day. There yep. is just no more time. I'm, I have these cool special projects I want to do, but I'm like, I'm too tired at night to do any of the other cool stuff. Nope. Yeah, my, my dreams are fully dedicated to VMworld. I yeah. wake up in, in sweats, but it's going to be awesome. I, I think we <laughs> talked yesterday, and we were like, are we excited? And we're like, yeah, I'm more like I'm exhausted. and I'm, I'll be excited when it happens, right. and we're having the fun, and all the programs are running, and we're there. So today is August 8th. Uh, I don't think we have a Color of the Bay report today, do we, uh, uh, John? Shoot. <laughs> I can tell you about the uh, the browning Palo Alto Hills, if anyone's interested. It, it has been dry for the last uh, <laughs> now month and a half. We finally got into full swing of of August, where it's hot and dry in California. So, uh, okay. So on the show today, moving on, we got a busy show today. We have Linda Britt, Senior Director of Corporate Marketing and Events Marketing, uh, and I, I think we'll talk to her a little bit about experience marketing. Well, so there's uh, some cool stuff going on with experiences. I'm very excited about that. So Linda's joining us to talk all about VMworld. We're going to do a 30 minutes on VMworld, and then uh, we're going to have Nick King and Mike Hume come join us uh, to talk about uh, VMC on AWS and their session at VMworld as well. So kind of fun. As we talked about August, we're going to run through all the neat things that are happening at VMworld and get people in here uh, before we get to Linda. And before we do that, hey, everybody out on Facebook, uh, we got the cameras uh, and we're, we're happy that we're live streaming. Thanks for giving your support. I will get back later and answer questions if you post them there. Uh, so and away we go. So uh, let's talk news. Corey, you're on the call. Yes, I am here. Hey, just so we announced the expert last week on Friday. And wanted to say uh, thanks to everyone who applied, and we have a total of uh, just over 1,700 V experts. So thank very, you, to everyone who applied. Nice. Congratulations! How many, how many back half new ones did we do? We think we added uh, just over 225. All right, so 225 new V experts joined the program, uh, which uh, we're, we're, we've we've got the the barbecue um, for the V expert event all selected. I think yep. so. Mm-hmm. That should be good, and we'll see I everybody there. Sending, yeah, I'll be sending details out about that today to the V experts. So if you're wondering when and where that V expert reception V barbecue is going to be, I'll send out details here in just uh, just a few minutes. Find a new term. It's the V barbecue stuff, and so very yes. excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, thanks for that. We are just two. Three weeks away from uh, VMworld USA. Don't forget about Europe. Reg is still going on. We're watching the Reg numbers. We're excited about that. We'll talk to Linda about a little bit about the differences bef- between VMworld US and Europe. Um, and so we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that. Uh, before we do that, we also have a special guest, Pablo. Pablo Roche runs the HOL environment for VMworld. And Pablo, I think you just dropped in to say hi. We got all the little rock stars coming in to talk about VMworld. Pablo, how's it going? Oh, man, it's going great. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Very, very, very excited about VMworld. We've got a lot of great stuff going on for hands-on labs. We increased our, our cloud capacity. We have over 85 new labs to release. A lot of them are cutting-edge stuff like NSXT. Um, we have a lot of integration with a lot of clouds. So we're really, really excited about what's going on. Uh, some of the key things that we're, we're bringing up, uh, we are live streaming some of the expert-led workshops. So uh, folks, if they can't get in, they'll be able to 
at least take a peek and see what's going on. Uh, we're increasing our seating capacity, so there's less wait times. And, uh, you know, we're very, very excited again about all the new content and all the cool stuff that we have coming out. Yeah, I, I got to say, it's a, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the workshop-led ones. I know they fill up. You're in Schedule Builder. You got to get in there early to get them. And, and I feel bad that you know it, it fills up. Those kind of workshops fill up in, in the first day of Reg. So uh, the the concept of live streaming, just like we're doing with the podcast now, that's actually probably a great idea for people that that uh, can't make it to VMworld in person. At least you can kind of watch a, a live stream. Are you going to mic up the people too, so you can hear the instructor? Um, yeah, there'll be a little bit of that, some interaction with uh, some of the product experts as well as uh, the audience. So we're we're mixing it up. It's our first time here, so we're experimenting what uh, what and how live stream is going to work. So we are looking for your feedback to make sure we get it right for the next time. Right, right. All right. Well, that's good. Well, I I encourage everybody to come to the show anyway because there's just so much going on. The community is is uh, the bomb bag. It has everybody? All the sessions are filling up. Uh, the, the VMware Code Program sessions are filling up. So, I mean, we're trying to slot people in wherever we have spots. Me and I also been talking about just slotting people in hour here, hour there. You know, just to get people out there. Uh, I gotta say, Pablo. I gotta also thank you. I, I was in some of the. HOL test uh, live streams this morning. So, you know, for people that are listening, we do a ton of testing through for all the programs that are going to be launched. Uh, I was in, uh, there's a 24-hour session going on uh, where there's like 180 people logged in testing all the HOLs, right? So we're running all the HOLs online, tw- like a 24-hour marathon uh, where we have Slack chat going on, people asking questions, finding bugs. So uh, uh, kudos to your team for, for running that. I got to give everybody credit for for making that happen and testing and making sure the HOL environment is quality this year. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a labor of love, and and all the volunteers are very excited about being part of it. It's actually our third test. So we put these labs through the ringer. Um, So we're hoping it will provide a smoother, happier experience for our attendees. Yeah. Well, that well, that's good. Thanks a lot for dropping by. Um, if you if you haven't come to VMworld and done the labs, you know you definitely want to get there. Uh, workshops are great. Self service. Do you have still bring your own device? Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. All right, so you can bring your own device, take the labs on your own device. That's good. And then, of course, you have the hands-on labs that are online at all times anyway. So I would assume that once the VMworld is over, over the course of the next three or four months or after Europe, some of those labs will end up migrating back into the online environment as well, right? Absolutely. Yep, great. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Pablo, for for dropping by. It's always good to uh, hear from you guys. And uh, we will be at the labs. CloudCred will be at the lab. We've got some VMware code stuff we're doing in the labs as well. So uh, should we're just constantly moving the needle. So thanks for dropping by, and we'll see you at VMworld. All right. Thanks for the opportunity. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Well, getting getting back to our main guest, uh, uh, Elsa, I know you've been dealing with all the uh, all the stuff that we're doing in communities, but we have uh, the opportunity to talk to Linda Britt, who is uh, VP of Events. Why don't you give us your title, uh, Linda, and tell us a little bit about how long you've been at VMworld and, uh, and what, what is your job role? Right. Well, as you said, I'm the um, VP of Global Events and Experiences, and one of our main programs for the year is VMworld. It's certainly one of the most exciting. It is one of the largest customer-facing events that we do each year, and there is a fair bit of work that it takes to come together and to bring it to our market. Um, One of the things I love the most about it is the fact that 
the entire company comes together to help deliver this event. Great, great. All right, we want you to talk about two inches away from the mic because we're live streaming on a Facebook now. We have to get that that audio stream going. Um, yeah, and you know, you've been here probably now 10, 10 years, yeah, pretty, a long, I, long I time, right? Oh, my you start was my first. VM world. Right. Wow. Yeah. So this is almost going to be there. I know we're talking about some of the cool stuff we're doing for the VMware, VMware 20 year anniversary that's coming up. Some stuff there, not relative to VMworld, but mm-hmm. you've been here a long time and you've been doing VMworlds for a long time as well. And, you know, you keep moving the deal forward. So what, uh, what, what can people expect this year? What's going to, going to be new? Yeah, well, we're excited about VMworld this year. You know, we're back in Las Vegas. This is our third and final year in Las Vegas for this stint. Um, we've got a lot of stuff planned for the both the U.S. and the European um, version of the event. Um, we've got some new things that are happening. Clearly, the attendees come mostly for content. That is their primary area of interest. And by that, I mean the general sessions, the breakout sessions, and things like hands-on labs. Pablo already gave you a sneak peek into some of that. Certainly one of our most popular areas of interest for our attendees. So all of that stuff is still happening. Solutions exchanges there with you know hundreds of partners that will be showing off their technology solutions and their newest products. Um, but we've got a few new fun things this year that we've added. Um, we're going to mix it up a little bit with the general session. I really encourage people to go. It's the greatest place to probably hear the broadest overview is to VMware's strategic direction and the new things that we're talking about throughout the event at VMworld. Um, we are adding a new cloud city, we're calling it, um, to VM Village. It is where you can kind of learn about all things cloud. And I know you've got Mike and Nick joining you in the second half of this hour. They might be able to give you a little bit more insight. They're certainly partnering very closely with us on that. Um, We're expanding some things like Meet the Expert. We're opening up the roundtables, which are very popular, where you get to sit down for 45 minutes and talk to an expert. Um, So there's a lot more work going into areas like that. Um, We've got a few little surprises throughout the program that will kind of help us celebrate VMware's 20th anniversary. Um, So several new things like that. Pretty much anywhere you turn, there will be something that either has been very popular in years past or something new to get involved with. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that, that that is the case. So in the things like Meet the Expert, does that end up in Schedule Builder so that if I'm building out my schedule, I can figure out how to how to schedule one of those in? Yes, and thank you. The Schedule Builder has been live for breakout sessions and for the instructor-led hands-on labs for a while. Um, we are constantly evaluating the popularity of each of those, and we're, we're trying to add and accommodate larger rooms where we can. The Meet the Experts roundtables, I believe, just went live this week. Ooh. We typically add those right at the end. They are pretty small and intimate format, so they fill up quickly. But there generally is space available on site as well. So we encourage people to swing by the Meet the Experts area and see which expert workshops they can participate in. Yeah, that's what that's what I would say is great um, that I've seen is that you know you have this mad rush to get in, get sessions, and you know the first day schedule builders open, the second day. But what I've seen now is that we're actually putting things in later. You know, like we're we're there are things that are coming into schedule builder and week two, in week three. So if you if you haven't caught, you should probably come back, look at other things that might be there, uh, search around, uh, listen to social media around things that are opening up because just like we have uh, introduced. Extra stuff in the community booth because thank you. We are now in Schedule Builder as well for all the community sessions, which is great. Uh, for V Brown Bag, we have the VMware Code sessions, we have the Hackathon, and all 
these things have, you know, we're adding things. I think there's new things that we're adding tonight or tomorrow, right? A couple here or there. So if you, you've been and you were building out your schedule, you have some extra slots, you can come back uh, even a week before the, before the event, and there might be other things that uh, have become available. And I know you guys also look at, uh, you know, adding new sessions if a session is particularly popular. Do you want to just give that a little bit of a shout out on the fact that you're a little bit dynamic on being able to open up new space for popular sessions? Right. That is one of the biggest biggest challenges we face. You never know how popular a session will be, particularly for new products. So what we do do is we track those signups very closely. We'll shift them. We'll shift the rooms around a little bit, try and move you into a larger room. And where we can't accommodate a larger room, we will add a repeat session for later in the week. Um, there is, by the way, and you may not know this, in Schedule Builder, there's actually a filter that will allow you to search for recently added items. So that's a little ah, right. Nice, nice. You heard it here, right? That's a that's a great one. We'll have to maybe get that out on social, right? Because that's what we're talking about. It is dynamic. You want to come back. You want to see what is new. Uh, we haven't put everything all at once, and I don't think we do it intentionally. I think there's just different programs that are ready to go live, or ready to be talked about, right? Committed. You scheduled them. Uh, where you know, as you're saying, you're being a little bit more dynamic. Even we in the community space come back to you and. You guys shift some rooms for us if we have something extra we need. You've been very accommodating, but that that ends up in in schedule builder later later in the in the in the cycle. So cool there. Um, maybe we could talk. I mean, we talked about uh, a little bit of the don't miss activities. I don't know if there's anything else we taught. You touched on the IoT HOLs, maybe the the party a little bit. I don't know if we want to talk anything else on kind of the don't miss activities. Yeah, well, certainly the party. I don't think I mentioned that before. The party takes place on Wednesday night. We're changing it up a little bit. It's going to be more of a festival format. Um, in fact, we've renamed it um, Fest um, just to truly change it up a little bit. That's going to be a don't miss and have a lot of fun. A lot more variety will be added to that this year. And I do want to do a little bit of a shout-out. We have, for the last many years, had a Thursday morning general session. It is a bit of an escape from all things VMware where we bring in three innovators or makers that come in and talk about what cool new technology they're building. It's only an hour. It's Thursday morning, and it's just sort of a nice escape from all of the, you know, hardcore technical VMware product breakout sessions and labs you've been taking during the week. So I would encourage people to swing by and see that this year. Okay. Good, good. Uh, transitioning, because uh, we, we have another 12 minutes uh, of your time, so that's great. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed is that either we're just being more successful, and I'm just seeing IT practitioners starting to dress better, right? Because, uh, or, or we're starting to attract other audiences besides the guys that are just sitting hacking on the data center. So that gets me into audience. Uh, you know, I go to different conferences. You can definitely sense the feel. I remember going to SAP conferences. Everybody had suits and ties, right? Um, what, are, what are we seeing from an audience perspective? I, I know we obviously have a lot of IT practitioners, and if you're listening to this, you're probably an IT practitioner. But what, are, what other audiences are we seeing, and which ones are we trying to reach out and bring into VMworld? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. You know, you'd pointed out how long I've been here and how long I've been working on this program. And remember, when I started, we were pretty much a vSphere company. And so the, the audience was very focused 
on vSphere, clearly. But over time, as our product portfolio has broadened, we have seen different types of personas come to the event. We still have a lot of and truly love our core classic compute virtualization audience, but we are seeing growth in other areas. We are becoming a much more popular event for folks that have a specialty around networking or mobility or other end-user type products. So we really are seeing our audience expand either to individual disciplines or people that were previously just involved with virtualization having a broader interest across our products. At the same time, I think we're going deeper up the food chain in terms of the reporting structure. So although we still have the majority of our audience's practitioners or maybe architects or strategy level, we are seeing a lot more people at VP and higher levels attend the event. And of course, we have several additional or adjunct programs that take place during VMworld, a CIO forum and other executive level events. So certainly on campus with us, there is a fair number of executives that are part of some of these complementary programs as well. Right. Um, so if you are listening to this, uh, you probably have an executive that you report up to right? somewhere along the line. You can uh, you can go out and try to you know, rip, rope them into coming, bring her along, um, and you know get 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 some get your executives plugged into the the higher level content that's out there that then could make your life easier because when you when you come and say you want to you want to add NSX you want to ever if you get your executives coming into these higher level strategic conversations meeting other CIOs and CEOs that are actually you know further along in the journey that that could help you get your get your job done so there are programs for them we even have a separate track called leading digital transformation that is targeted toward IT leadership that focuses on topics like blockchain and other types of topics that are more broadly of interest to IT leadership. Yeah, that's uh, that that makes sense. So yeah, so shout out to uh, you guys for building that program. I mean, it helps us, it helps us all make more money if our if our executive team is bought into, you know, what we're doing and how we're running running data centers. Um, you know, then there is the, the the whole cloud movement, which is which is fascinating, right? And I, I and I I don't know if that you have an answer to this, but and maybe I'll save this for Nick as well, but um, we definitely see the portfolio of our products expanding into cloud services. I, I like to look at Wavefront and others, which are really a native cloud app kind of thing, right? And uh, that that talks about bringing in you know customers that might not even have data centers, right? That are expanding that audience beyond just what we would say our core data center operators and into people that are actually consuming cloud services to do various functions. So interesting challenges for VMworld and our audience acquisition, for sure. So I'm sure you guys are thinking about some of that. It is, and that's true. I mean, you know that we are always interested in a developer community and um, to people that might be interested in cloud-native apps or other types of services. Right. Um, we are also seeing a fair bit of interest with some of our core uh, IT admins that are also interested in understanding right. how they maintain more relevance or how they think about moving their own career opportunities um, to support sort of the new world. And um, so a lot of interest from a variety of different groups, and we're trying to sort of evolve our content plan to make sure we're addressing all of those audiences and keeping the topics current and relevant. So, so I know we probably won't have you back in before VMworld Europe, even though VMworld Europe is a little bit later in the cycle. Thank you for that, because that gives us more time to prepare for the the the, the Europe your conference. Um, talk a little bit about the, the the differences. I know last year the U.S. and Europe we got a lot of feedback from community members that 
it was almost identical, right? Uh, same exact everything, right? And, and so people felt like, well, I followed the U.S. one. Maybe I came to U.S. Maybe I followed it online. And then I watched the keynote for Europe, and it's, the, or it's a word-for-word word verbatim. A lot of the sessions are exactly the same. And so there was – it's kind of like one of this you – know, careful what you wish for, right? You know, where for a long time, U.S. Europe was like, we want the same, we want to be first class citizen. How come we don't have, but now we're, so we, we move that needle to like, look, we're doing, we're, we're at parity here. We're, we're doing everything in Europe that we did in U.S. They are the same. Now I see the pendulum maybe swinging back a little bit of trying to also make some relevance between the two events. Um, what, where are, where are we in that, that cycle of, the pendulum swing with regards to Europe versus U.S. Now, Europe was also getting big. I mean, if I looked at Europe, I felt like I was in U.S. There was 12,000 people or whatever it was last year, and it just 10,000. Mm-hmm. 10, yeah, I'm a marketing guy. That means 30. Um, but, uh, yeah, so so where are we with re- the, the, the differences between U.S. and Europe, and what can we talk about with, with regard to Europe? Well, as you pointed out, um, we were very close in time last week. I think we had one week between the two events, and that was more oh, kind right, of an right, internal right. So operational issue. So that could have also issue. driven that. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and there's there's only so much new news in that right. one little week sure. of silence, right, of right. which it was a holiday, I think, in the United States during that time. With a two-month gap. Yeah, thanks for that, by the way. I really love being on a plane during my holiday. Uh-huh. That exactly. Was, that we was all awesome. felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this year, we're, the first full week of November is the European event, and there's clearly going to be a gap between there. Obviously, this is our time to bring our story, our vision, and our messaging to our customers. We don't want the two events to be disconnected, but I think it is reasonable to think about, um, first of all, what is different about the European market that we want to highlight for the event that takes place in November in Barcelona. And there may be new products, new announcements, new other things that we want to talk about. So all of those kinds of differences would be accommodated, but the basic core message of who we are and what we're delivering in terms of value to our customers will certainly be consistent and remain the same. Right, right. So you hit on, I think, an important point. The week, I never really thought of it from that, that perspective, right, which is, of course, they're going to be very similar. Within a week apart, there isn't there going to be, what are you going to change, right? I mean, we could have artificially made some news that uh, launch one thing here, one thing there, but the reality, they were so close to that, that would make sense. Now with this distance, uh, that just give the whole teams more capacity, right, to build content that might be a little bit more uh, tailored, right? Um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, so that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. Um, in, the, in the last five minutes, I, I know this isn't necessarily VMworld. I, di- I didn't have it on the, the agenda for, for you, but I, I will. I think it's important, which is you guys just don't run VMworlds, right? You, you do a lot of other events, right? So there is a strategy of also getting out, and because you run the events team, you guys go to a lot of different events. Maybe we could just talk a little bit about other things that VMware is doing to try to get to places that our customers are also at. Well, we certainly have a pretty robust trade show program, and we participate in a variety of other events. They may be some of our partner events, their user conferences for their customers, and a lot of other general industry events, including even great big industry events um, such as Mobile World Congress. So we try and identify where we think we will have the greatest reach to our customers or our potential customers or just the market at large in terms of influencers um, to help 
demonstrate the value of our products and what VMware can bring to the market. So we are constantly sort of tweaking and reevaluating that program each year. But VMware overall probably participates in somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 different types of trade shows and industry events, either managed centrally through the global team or across the BUs or out in our field organization. So we have a pretty big footprint out there. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's actually you know nice to know. I mean, I always need to th- throw a shout out to APJ, right? And uh, APJ and the V forms. Um, mm-hmm. Do we kind of bundle up some of the content for VMworld and then you know ship it over to APJ and let everybody engage there and customize it for that uh, that audience and market? Yeah, that's a great question. Since VMworld in the U.S. is typically the first event in that series, and there's so much focus around the content for the general sessions and the breakout sessions, we do take that information up. We bundle it up and we share it across all of our geographies. So APJ is typically the first partner that leverages that same information. And of course, they, they're going to accommodate it or tweak it to some degree to make sure that it's right for their market, their customers, and, and the products that are available there. Um, but we do a pretty good job of sharing that same consistent information and all of those great content assets around the globe. I can see where you know we call this internally momentum season, but I, I just I just gotta imagine executives and everybody involved with this is like it's like blue smoke season or like exhausted season, like where the you you have to the U.S. event, you're you're traveling through APJ through the second half of the year, you're also have to pick up Europe, right? So this whole core team is is moving all over the place, right? Throughout the the whole back half of the year, right? This is just. It's just amazing, um, and you've been doing it for oh, nine years now. Right? Oh, don't make me sound old. <laughs> I, 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 I make you sound professional, right? Like, and so, so Linda Brady, it's it's always a pleasure to have have you. I I just respect, and I think everybody in the ecosystem, everybody listening to this podcast, everybody last year, years, we're just so excited about VMworld, and just all we we all get refreshed, we all come back, we all want to work another year at VMworld, you know, at VMware because. You know, it's just such a, an amazing experience, and I, I think you guys do just so much work to make it happen. So, thank you very much, and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Always great, great to be right. here, and big shout out to all the people that helped make it so. All right, all right. I see Nick and uh, and Mike Hume in the in the in the in the green room over uh, outside here. So we're gonna bring him in, do a switch, and uh, and we're gonna get on with the show. So while we bring Nick in, uh, I'll I'll just mention I'll I'll chat with Elsa. So thanks a lot, Linda. Have a nice day. Thanks, Linda. Yeah. All right, on the show next, uh, we are going to talk to the cloud guys. Right? Cloud, cloud uh, City. VM, uh, VMC on AWS. Uh, these guys are hard to get a hold of. We're really pl- pleased to have uh, both Nick King and Mike Hume join us in the studio. Guys, um, I'm going to give you my headphones because I don't you know, okay. the there. Okay, you're going to go head le- headphoneless. All right. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll go there. And just a little bit of mic training. Mic training. Uh, if you talk closer to the mic, Talking closer. you sound better than if you talk further away. And we are live streaming, so you can say hello to the camera. Great. So we get about 5,000 people that listen to us on Facebook every week. So uh, yeah, now you get to see who Mike Hume and Nick King are. Uh, so we always start out with the show just to do a little bit of introduction. Who, who are you? How long have you been doing your job in the IT industry? And uh, how long have you been at VMware? So we'll, we'll start with Nick. Great. Well, my name is Nick King. Uh, I've been in the IT industry. And we want you next to the microphone. A long there time. There you go. Nice. So yep. Coming up 20 years now. Uh, I look after cloud marketing end-to-end for VMworld. VMworld and VMworld, I guess. And so we're closely here with Mike across all of our cloud services and cloud products. Fantastic. So, uh, Mike, why don't you 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. I'm uh, so I'm Mike Hume. I work for Nick, uh, running all the messaging and strategy for our full uh, VMware Cloud portfolio. I've been back at VMware for about a year and a half after being away for a year, but I was I've been here total at VMware for almost nine years now. So I'm right here when we started vSphere into everything we're doing in cloud into today. So it's a great time to be here and really exciting. Uh, to talk about the things that we're doing now in cloud at VMworld. Yeah, yeah. All right. Great, great. Well, uh, I know, Mike, you've been here as long as me, right? Like uh, from, yeah. from the early days when we were over in small buildings, Absolutely. little creaky Harry Potter kind of wood buildings that walk through the hallways. So it's always fun to, to have some of the guys that have been here for a long time on. And and getting Nick, Nick, your uh, uh, cool guy, came over to really you know get us in the cloud business. So uh, And you're going to be at VMworld, so maybe we can just touch base. Uh, you're, we're talking VMworld today. What are you guys going to be doing at VMworld? Linda mentioned the uh, a what Cloud did she call it? City. Cloud City, right? Uh, and are we going to have any from Star Wars come and, and hang out at our Cloud City? But why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing at VMworld and uh, and if we want to dive into Cloud City as well, let's talk talk let's talk cloud stuff. All right, well let's start with cloud stuff and then I'll do Mike Cloud City to talk about. Absolutely. So for us this year, you're going to see a lot from us really going across all the different various aspects of what we think cloud is today. So the way we like to think about it is there's the private cloud, which VMware is sort of known for and has worked on for a very long time. And then as we explore more of the public cloud offerings with VMware Cloud and AWS and a number of the services we put around that, we're really focusing on customers' application journeys around cloud migration. And so we've built a number of use cases which we'll be sharing, a number of new services we're announcing around how to bring that to market, but also what customers and attendees should really start to look for is stitching these solutions together so they can really think about their application portfolios and how they move those between their private and public clouds. We've also been looking a lot at edge computing. So we've got a lot of cool stuff coming around around how do you think about edge? What does that mean for the cloud today? And how do you bring that together and think about things like governance, security, control? How do you work with different people inside your organization to make sure they can take the best advantage of that and learn all the right things? And we've really focused on making it very applicable, how to actually go do things what the step-by-step way of bringing that technology together is. And then thinking about overall for your company, like where should your applications reside? Do they need to go to the cloud? And if they do, what's the right place and where to spend money to go and make that all happen? So we've got a number of keynotes planned. I think literally, if not 100, or around 100 sessions all up on cloud. I mean, cloud really permeates almost everything we do today. Uh, so it's an exciting time. I think we've also spent a lot of time thinking about the experience for folks, understanding how they go and engage and get in touch and feel the stuff. So with that, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about Cloud City and what that's all about? Before we go there, though, I just want to I want to get a clarification and kind of like a framework for people that are listening to the audio po- uh, podcast, and you got to get this in your head. So it's really about this hybrid cloud environment, right? It's about training you to determine the value proposition of where your application needs to sit, right? right. Uh, and then if you know, learning that value prop uh, for where that application needs to sit, then how, what are the steps to go about, you know, get, uh, obtaining that value prop? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And okay. I, th- I think over the time we've also learned that, you know, refactoring applications is costly and hard and often the business is like, why change it if it's already working? And so we've got technologies which allow you to move these applications without having to go through that expensive refactoring process. So you can get all the value of moving between edge, private, public cloud and do that on VMware technology without having to change the way you do stuff. And so it's those tips and tricks that way of rethinking it which really gives it a new way of looking at how they're deploying cloud and how is how is you know 
IT can engage the rest of the business to drive that value around applications of that portfolio. Yeah, and I think you hit on something really important, right, which is I always deal with, like, what am I going to do to get me fired this year, right? Because I, I have kids. I have kids in college. I need to not get fired, right? But I yet still have to do my job. I have to move the needle forward. And in a, in a real sense, I think data center operators are in the same spot, which is you hear about AWS. You hear about cloud. You hear about edge cloud. You, you know that this stuff is there. But how do I take my giant train that's moving forward, that's running all these applications and get there in a way that, you know, that, that is possible for me to do without me taking extreme risk. And, and, and I, I know some friends that, you know, they, they moved to AWS, they, they, they cut, they started to build stuff out on AWS native, right? And then they're, they're, they're forced with all kinds of security issues from performance issues to monitoring issues where all of a sudden your head starts spinning and you realize that you're, you, you just did something that is going to be difficult to, to maintain. Yeah, I think right. here's how I look at it. Like for us, any technology innovation is good for any business, right? And so a big piece of how VMware is approaching this is making that accessible and doing it in a way where you can connect those pieces up. I think it's great if you can take technology from a cloud, private, a public cloud space and augment your applications. But I also think as an IT practitioner, you have to think about, okay, how does that augment the toolbox I have today and how do I do the right things? And sometimes people go carte blanche and say, okay, it's all of this way or all that way. The reality is we've seen this trend a number of times from client server, thin clients, mainframes. It always kind of ends up roughly in the same space, which is somewhere healthily in the middle. And so that pragmatism, that thinking about how to go do that, means that the skills that uh, our IT folks have around VMware, around how to manage applications, how to run a robust 5.9s environment, still applies. And our goal with VMware is to make sure that that way they've been running business allows them to take advantage of these other technologies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a cool yeah. space. We're yeah. pretty excited. I think there's so much new stuff yeah. coming and so much we've learned the last year since we last right. pulled up. And so I think there's these huge three big buckets to bring you to VMworld, right? Mm -hmm. And this is for me, if you're an IT practitioner, which I am, I got a racks and I got stuff that I run for fun. Um, sure, it's all for fun. Uh, I, I look at this, I say, I need to learn networking. So I come to VMworld to learn networking, right? Because it's there. The networks are going from my switches to virtual switches. I got to come. I got to sign up for some sessions. I got to learn that. Storage, stat where storage is gone. You know, I, I virtualized compute 10 years ago, right? So that's not dragging me to VMworld. But storage is dragging me to VMworld. I got this. And then cloud, right? And how do I, how do I weave in the hybrid cloud? And now we're talking. Now we pull back to what you guys have, 100 sessions, keynotes, value props, right? Um, Can I take another direction as well? Like sure. One other thing that we come up with is containers. So everyone's looking today at what Kubernetes is and how that works and how to think about containers as part of your infrastructure. And we actually have a number of conversations what we call native cloud or cloud native applications and how you can build those applications and what's shifting. And the reality is, is, is Kubernetes is really an infrastructure uh, ecosystem, an infrastructure platform. And so as a, as a VMware customer, as, as someone that's part of that ecosystem, how you bring Kubernetes into that to enable developers right. to use that computer's key. We've got a whole lot of sessions and thinking around that to share and really give people like the primer on, okay, how do you get Kubernetes into your environment? How do you deliver that fast and make sure that you can still maintain and control that and manage the resources appropriately? Yeah, all right, good good fourth bucket for sure. And, and if I get that fourth bucket, I get to kind of like, 
comb my hair back something crazy, wear some cool glasses, and and wear some shirts that with 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 super cool colors that have Google somewhere. You definitely like need that. a new wardrobe. Yeah, 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 we'll, yeah we'll exactly. Do some shopping. Yeah, 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 a few more stickers exactly. on your laptop. It's all it's all about the stickers. Though. Great. Okay, so I got that in the framework. Got that in my head. Three or four big reasons to come to VMworld again. So so Mike, now yep. now we drill down to kind of so what do we got with regards to some of the cool stuff we can do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, as Nick mentioned, this is just everything that you see at VMworld this year is going to be associated with cloud. So you talk about storage, networking, Kubernetes, all these pieces are really coming together around cloud strategies for our customers. So general session keynote, of course, day one, we're going to be talking about a lot of the major milestones that we're hitting around uh, private cloud, around hybrid cloud, around what we're doing with native cloud and Kubernetes. It'll be really interesting as we talk about what's available now and then what the next couple of years really look like and where we kind of forecast people being able to go. Uh, most of our customers know that cloud is somewhere in their future. They want to know how they can extend what they have from either their investments or their skills or their teams. And I think that keynote's really going to solidify for them what's really interesting and exciting. Um, we'll back those up with two uh, cloud solutions showcase keynotes. On Monday, we're going to talk about the data center to cloud to edge story, which really helps customers understand how they take this VMware cloud foundation and then really access that in a private cloud environment with lots of great automation and intelligence built into that environment. And then also access it through uh, whether it's 4,500 VMware cloud cloud provider partners that are taking that cloud foundation and delivering it in in uh, in uh, software-defined ways as a service for their customers, or VMware Cloud on AWS, which is really the, the best and, and, and most elegant example of a hybrid cloud solution, uh, the cloud services, and then our, our uh, emerging edge portfolio. Yeah, I think that's, uh, just stop you for a second, I think that mm-hmm. is interesting that we forget about. We always talk about VM, uh, VM what is it? V- VMware Cloud VM- on AWS. VMC on AWS. Yeah. That's the big one. We always talk about that. But the reality is the, the cloud providers that are out there, whether yeah. it be the Rackspaces or whatever, they're all running vSphere 2, and they're they're yeah. creating this hybrid solution for you to pick what service makes sense for what application, because you start looking at the applications and who provides the application in the best way that will plug into your framework. Yeah, so what VMware really wants to give all of our customers is the maximum flexibility to choose the environment that best matches the needs of the application. And these, uh, this big portfolio of thousands of cloud providers around the world, whether it's a specific country of operation, expertise in an application, or a vertical, uh, a, a cost model or price point, or an existing relationship, VMware is really embedded inside those environments. We want to give people that consistent infrastructure from their data center to the cloud, and then a consistent operational model around things like compliance and security, um, other things that really help them to manage these multitude of, of infrastructure environments um, with the least amount of cost and complexity and risk um, to their overall IT strategy. Yeah, it, it's interesting. We had the security guys on a couple of podcasts ago, and it's, it's all about the app. Right. Yeah. It's all about the app. Everybody has to yeah. start thinking. And I'll just remind everybody that's listening. It's it's all about the app, right? Which is a step up for us. First, it was all about compute. Then it was about networking and compute, storage and compute. Now it's really just about app management. The app floats around. The app is the VM, right? Or the app is a container. It's a Kubernetes thing. Uh, yeah, I get that. Well, that actually right. is a good segue to what we're doing on Tuesday of the event, which is a second uh, cloud solution showcase keynote. So there's so much demand around cloud uh, with the VMworld audience. And there's such a big portfolio that we're bringing to market now that we really needed a second hour to talk about everything. So we're taking a different angle on this one, which is all about what Nick just discussed, Kubernetes, native cloud solutions. How do you operate in a non-VMware or non-vSphere environment when you have these applications running, but you need to instill those enterprise-grade capabilities? So it's all about what we're doing for that developer audience, the, the DevOps teams, and really cloud operators. 
Um, it's a market that is uh, important to all of our uh, VMware customers, um, whether they're directly engaged in that or they're working with other teams and need to really serve them in a, in a more effective way. So big new space for us. We hope everyone comes to both of those um, keynotes. Um, and then really the, the other piece to highlight is really this uh, cloud city. So every year we've had something we used to call it the hang space. Now we call it VM Village. It's a great place, which is really uh, another place for people to go and, and engage with their peers, network, do some fun things, a little bit more casual than uh, what you might find in the um, the, uh, the solutions area with, uh, with, with all of our partner booths and things like that. Um, but in uh, Cloud City, what you're going to have is access to this entire portfolio. So being able to work with experts, uh, being able to talk to customers um, that have, have gone through the same kind of cloud transformations that, our, that the VMworld attendees might be going through, and then really tap into the entire VMware Cloud portfolio from what's happening in private, public, hybrid, Kubernetes, um, through a set of uh, very clearly defined use cases. Uh, a lot of our customers are looking to you know, do uh, migrate to the cloud, or they might be looking at um, scalability on demand for disaster recovery or regional expansion, seasonal access to infrastructure. Uh, they're, looking at, um, uh, they're looking at things like cloud operations, where they need to unify um, uh, multi-cloud operations across multiple cloud providers, or they're looking at these next-generation apps, whether it's a Kubernetes application or modernizing an existing app, tapping into uh, cloud services coming from Amazon and Azure and others. And um, we'll have a, a way of people to really engage with these solutions in real-world scenarios um, and also just get some additional information around uh, what's happening around VMware Cloud as an overall strategy. So great new space. Um, please come and check that out in particular. Uh, we'll have some uh, great ways for people to get access to different trials and products of the VMware Cloud portfolio as well. That sounds, that sounds really cool. And uh, there you go. I broke my mic. Um, I have an idea for you guys. You want to hear? You want to hear sure, my, my brilliant idea? Yeah. I want you to have a uh, a cloud city walking tour that we could put in Schedule Builder that says, okay, you know, if I schedule my time, because what I found with these kind of cloud city yeah. kind of, we have the community area in the in the what used to be called the hang space. I don't even know what they call it now. I would call it the 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 experience mega experience space. I don't know. Um, but what what we found in the community stuff is when we started booking all our little community sessions, we have V Brown big people come in, we have code people come in. When we started putting them in schedule builder, right? Yeah. We went from like five people wandering through, you know, watching a couple community sessions to like fifty people sitting in chairs plus standing room only kind of environment. So I'm trying to think, uh, you know, how would I get this into my schedule, right? Because to get anybody to do things at VMworld, it almost has to be scheduled in my schedule builder because I've, I've scheduled everything. So I think what I want is I want some uh, uh, some walking tour schedule, even if it's only just so I can put it in my calendar, even if there's nobody there to walk me around, so that I have a way of remembering to come to that space and spend time learning about all the ecosystems in Cloud City. It's a great idea, Mike. I actually <laughs> love this idea. Yeah, this is fantastic. And, you know, because it's in uh, VM Village, it'll actually right. be open on Sunday, so we can even hit this kind of uh, walking tour and a little tutorial. Uh, you can come out and meet the mayor of Cloud City, uh, uh, Nick King, right here, and uh, and we can uh, give you, <laughs> you can meet the mayor and uh, you know lobby him for some things. And uh, but I, I love it; it's a great idea. Yeah, and right. and uh, remember, you know, open on Sunday. Even as you do your registration, before you can go in and see any of the solution booths or anything else, you can come into Cloud City, 
get an early peek at some of the exciting things we're doing in cloud. So maybe we'll do that because we have access to Schedule Builder because we're, we're uh, the community guys, so we can insert things in Schedule Builder under the VMTN brand or the code brand. So maybe we'll just put one in for you that says, you know, come. I mean, and maybe a couple of community members can be part of that just so that uh, everybody can come do a tour of the uh, I mean, I don't see why we shouldn't do it every day. I mean, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think it's good. To yeah, no, no. We'll just have a we'll throw daily. a couple of community members in yeah. to to walk people around, whatever. I think I think we're do that's on. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna put that in. Done. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a great yeah. suggestion. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like I like that idea, and I think it is one of these key pillars for learning, right? That, yeah. that that we have to get to, right? I'll say network is out there. I say storage is out there. Compute is kind of we're all to learn that, but uh, well, you know, Eric, the the thing is that you're bringing up is really interesting is that. Cloud really crosses over all of our products and our business right. units. Right. So what Cloud City gives you is the ability to look at these things all together in ways that our customers will really likely be using things. And I think that's the interesting thing about that pillar is that it's it's very much bringing together all of those components. Right. So I love the suggestion. And, and right. So if you guys are listening to this and you haven't got your tickets yet, you know this is another great reason to get there. Meet Nick. Meet Mike. I, I love that. I'm going to transition to some a uh, little harder questions now because now we've been all happy. Uh, I'll, I'll say this: like so, um, we we did some out, up on social so for, for VMworld. It's been great. We track all the metrics: how many retweets, how many all that. Uh, this is not that hard, so don't don't, don't panic, guys. Um, one of the things we see is uh, the number one retweeted interesting subject that drove people into Reg was uh, VMC on AWS. Right, it was the number one thing that people re either reshared, clicked on, came, and you know we we watch how much we do, how many traffic, and so I looked the previous. You know what the number one was? Beer drinking, bar drinking. We have <laughs> themes. We do themes for up on social, and and beer drinking was the always is always number one. But you guys dethroned, uh, and I say you guys, you know, in general, right? The cloud story dethroned the number one uh, social trending outbound that we that we do. So having uh, said that, then I, I get back to VMC and AWS. We'll talk a little bit about that, right? Yeah. Uh, the number one thing that I get feedback for is like, how do people get access? to start playing with this. We have 2,000 V experts that listen to this podcast for sure. Um, and I know that we, I think recently, let's talk about what we just recently announced here, which is uh, you now went to a single node offering, right? So could we, could we talk about that? Because I think a lot of V experts, a lot of the community members are kind of chomping at the bit on how to get some experience with this stuff. So there's really two things I would say. One is at the event at VMworld, there's actually going to be a way to play and touch and experience the technology itself. Uh, and that OneNode trial is actually that's a one-month paid trial, so you can go through, sign up, and use it for a month, and really get a feel for that product. So those are our two ways today, best experience. So so people can do that today. So you can yeah. go sign up for VMC and AWS, get access to it, paid for 30 days, uh, and and go play and start to start to learn what we have, run some vSphere in AWS. Correct. Yeah, and the the hands-on lab environment will give you uh, that same experience as you get within single node, and then also the um, uh, the environment that we have within Cloud City will extend that as well. So uh, really leveraging that that OneNode uh, type of environment and experience for people, I think it's a great way for people to get in and get exposed to something where uh, they, they might be excited about it, but it might be new or, or a little bit foreign to them and how it's executed and, and just how easy it is to get up and running, how easy it is to play with that and, and move your applications and just how compatible it is with your uh, on-premise on environment. Yeah, so I think that's an action item for everybody listening. If you're going to come to VMworld, we want you to come on the work walking tour. But before we get there, we'd actually want you 
to spend a little bit of time, go get that, that 30 day trial and start to experience it. So one, you'll be a little more knowledgeable as you, as you, as you experience VMworld, go to the session. But two, also, if you want to give feedback to, to you guys on what works, what doesn't, what, you know, you can kind of be as V experts are beta testers and engagement and kind of thought leaders around what we're doing to try to make it better for the broader customer base as a whole. Right. So yeah, the, the listeners to this podcast are probably, you know, the most advanced people there. They've been, right. you know, in the VMware portfolio for, for years, if not decades. And, and they really take a lot of pride in what they've built and been able to run and, and kind of the expertise they have. And that's why it's so important that they go out and experience VMware Cloud on AWS because we really need to understand how they compare this to their environment and how, how easy it is and compatible. You know, we've built it to be consistent with the best on-premises environments. And we're constantly finding new ways to optimize that and bring out new and exciting innovations for our customers. So the kind of feedback from this community is really essential. Right. So I just want to set it on the record. There is a way for everybody to get VMC on AWS Today, it's free. Go play with it. Give us feedback. And it's not in- free, but it is available. Oh, it's 30 days. Is it 30 days free? No, it's paid 30 days. It's, uh, we pay. So the, the user has to pay for 30 days. Correct. Oh, oh I'm going I'm to hear about this. Look at the chat. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but on the hands-on labs <laughs> at VMworld, we'll definitely be able to get, get these folks access. Okay. Yeah, hands-on right. labs is right. a great way to get access to that. Right. Um, and then also, you know, we, uh, we might be have a couple of uh, tricks up our sleeve in terms of things to, to give a, a couple of people some, some great access to things. Yeah, see, here it is, virtual security, need VMC on AWS for V experts. I know we know this. I, I know we, we're not allowed to talk about what we can talk about. I mean, that's the fun part of VMworld. you got to come to hear the real story. This is kind of teasers. We get you guys in. I'm sure you guys are aware of, of, of getting people access to uh, enable them to start engaging with this, to tell the story, to get the narrative. You know, it's one thing to talk hybrid cloud. It's, an, it's another thing to talk about the virtual cloud network and how that's worked. It's another thing to sit down for a weekend and try to make a VM do anything in this environment from my home lab to that. So that then when I go out and talk to customers, because a lot of the guys are, you know, making money. These guys, you know, our average guys making 250 grand a year consulting, right? And uh, that's what we love about them. And they give us a lot of feedback uh, on, on how things work. Uh, but that's, I think, one of the key things that they have to do. They have to get here. They have to be able to ramp up, get trained, know the story. And the story, again, you dethroned beer. So, I mean, you, you, got, the, you got the audience's attention. Quite the title. Right. Yeah, right. I was going to say, it's a pretty high bar now. So uh, <laughs> we definitely want to make good on that. And uh, you know, I think between the hands-on lab, what we can do in Cloud City and some of the other spaces, yeah. people are going to have a fantastic uh, hands-on experience with the solution. And hopefully, you know, we can do some more things to, to right. help them walk right. away with some and, stuff and, and I can't also say that, look, a single node is a much cheaper environment, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like that's impossible. Right. A lot of us do have budgets. We do have the ability to buy certain things but and, and, and invest in, you know, our own educational services. So if I, if I want to spend, you know, 20K somewhere to do something, that's not out of it. I think the multi-node buy-in was 250K or some number that even the biggest of us can't right. really make happen. But when you talk about a single node, even if it's pay, it's, it's a reasonable dollar amount, right? It's a much reasonable price, yeah. 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 All right, good. So a 30-day trial is you know, some, some number. Do we know what the number is? Do we want to say it? Uh, I don't off the top of my head, but right. All right. it's on the website. If you go to cloud.vmware.com, uh, you should be able to find yeah, the, yeah. the one. Cloud.vmware.com has it. Um, yeah, and a couple of people in chat are, are saying that 
I wish I was making 250k. Yeah, well, you know, come to California and you can you can buy a, a, a 1,800 square foot house with has one bathroom and that for 2.4 million dollars. So whatever k you get, it's not enough to live here. Right? Somebody did a study that says that we actually tech guys in Silicon Valley uh, make relatively less than a, a coal miner in the in the Northeast back in the 30s. So uh, we got that going for us. So, all right, so you're going to VMworld. Uh, you got a good stuff. You got the city. You got the keynotes. Um, you got, you know, trials, you're moving. For, I, I, I remember NSX had the same problem. Uh, but the reality is you want to really bake things in. You know, you don't want to get everybody before, you know, while we still have bugs, while we still have issues. Um, there, is a, there is a ramp up on any new service. I think we're in this for good. You know, Raghu Raghamaran, you know, showed me, you know, in the leadership conference how many cloud things we're going to have. We Guys, we are in this for good, right? So... Yeah, you're, you're looking at almost 50 sessions just on uh, cloud services. Uh, the, the two primary keynotes is the only topic that has two keynotes at that level. Um, it really is the core of our general session. I don't want to give away any of the, the fun news that's coming out there. But really the dominant theme is cloud here. And uh, even just looking at one solution, VMware Clouding AWS, you have uh, an amazing uh, amount of innovation that's happened over the last year since that solution was first introduced. Um, as well as well as the global expansion of people have been following, we've been expanding into the European markets and uh, with uh, with AWS and and really it's a it's a joint partnership um, where we're both contributing a significant amount of innovation. Um, outside of that, um, the uh, the VMware Cloud provider pieces that's also another commitment where we're going to be talking about some great new ways that we're working with that community to make them stronger and give our customers even more choices across where they deploy and how they leverage cloud. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's important to stress that this is really just an expansion of vSphere. It's an expansion of the SDDC mm -hmm. all the way out into cloud. So people say to me, or I've heard this in the last few weeks, like, oh, there were studies on our customer base and that we, we don't spend enough time talking about vSphere. We don't spend enough time about our core products. And it's like, you forget this is all our core products, right? This is just our core products running in a multitude of places and then how to plug them across these the, the network gaps between the, the places. But this is all vSphere. This is all NSX. This is all vSAN, all running in different places. Somebody on chat says, yeah, and what about Azure? Like, you know, we, are, you know, we, we talk about the clouds. We talk about uh, Amazon. But really, it's, it's a multi-cloud mm -hmm. environment where you're really just – and I know that Microsoft supports – you know, vSphere on Azure. It's not something that we we roll out, but but it's really about just expanding where vSphere sits at any given time, right? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, like we said, I think this is going to be a, a huge expansion for us. And then uh, you know, Nick touched on a couple of times the Kubernetes aspect and what's happening with next generation applications. I think this is just another way for VMware to imply all of the expertise that we've had around applications, around how to make those really enterprise grade and how to handle operations for those applications no matter where they reside. So, you know, what, what we're excited about, you, you mentioned, you know, uh, there's the sort of the core capabilities and the core products. It's really how do you take all of that and then continue to bring new value for our customers. So just because uh, cloud is, is such a, uh, an incredible, uh, important force in the market doesn't mean that you should have to relearn everything or, or shift some of the things that have really made you successful today. So it's about how do we... How do we help people evolve without being disruptive? And I think okay. we're uh, we're going to do a great job with that. All right, we got three more minutes left. Um, also, I know we've just I've just been going cloud crazy here. So, uh, but one thing uh, that we should probably ask is, are you guys on Twitter? Uh, and how do people follow you? How do you learn more? Want to do some shout outs for for people? Sure, I am on Twitter. It's at in king. 
November Kilo India November Golf. And King. I have to phonetically spell it with I'm my jealous of people that just get these super cool short, you know, ads, right? So I was an early adopter, although early I'm, adopter. Not, I'm not a not a re- active tweeter, but you should definitely tweet me and I'll I'll, uh, I'll get back to you. And King. Okay. Yeah, and I would just encourage people to come to uh, cloud.vmware.com and really come in and and uh, look at our social community there. Um, there's a lot of good uh, blog pieces and, and other uh, social pieces, um, not just about the portfolio, but also best practices, um, you know, how to leverage at a product level, and also strategy pieces um, from Ragu and, and other thinkers about, you know, how, how is VMware really thinking about cloud? How are we at the core of all of these confluence of, of topics that are going on, whether it's something that's happening in the data center or, or in the public cloud uh, with, uh, with, with telcos and what's happening? with kind of the, the massive infrastructure refresh going on there or things with Edge. And so that's really the great destination for everyone to go. They can find trials to our cloud services. They can find ways to access the, the OneNote environment. Um, and that's really a destination I would send people to. Well, fantastic. Um, always a pleasure to have people jump jump in on the podcast. And uh, be on, in the studio is also great because we get everybody to see everybody, what they look like. You can go find these guys, get your walking tour at Cloud City, go to their keynotes. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, and to close us out, we're going to do the uh, V Barbecue Report at the end of the podcast. Um, and I don't know if anybody's on virtual security or other people. I do. I am I- having a... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just chat first, and then I'll invite you in virtual security. I got one thing that I'm going to do tomorrow for our barbecue for all my team. It's coming over in the summer interns. We're going to do barbecued sausage. So that's mm. that's my goal. We're going to do we're going to do jerk chicken as always, and then we're going to we're, we're taking you know non cooked sausage links, and we're going to do some barbecue on them and 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 give them out. So that's my deal. Virtual security. You got anything interesting? So I just posted in chat some Dropbox links of this weekend's uh, brisket, uh, smoked brisket. Uh, we had four briskets. We had about six chickens and a half dozen links of sausage. We had a big party at the place and uh, started smoking um, about midnight till about uh, two in the afternoon. Oh my God, you're, you're you're making me hungry, and I I got news for my team. I'm not gonna start at midnight to smoke sausage. I'll, I'll smoke. <laughs> come on, Eric. Noon, and you guys can come over at three and eat it. That's about as far as I'm well, gonna go. Well, the sausage didn't go. Sausage didn't have to go that long. Yeah, that was the brisket. That was the brisket. You yeah. can just see this VMware was, time. It's just twenty four seven. Everyone working around the clock, really, no matter what. To yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether how you're long cooking. Did, or, how long? Did, <laughs> how long did you cook the chicken for? Uh, about four hours at 190 four. degrees. Very nice. All right. So if you're not a VX expert, I'm sorry to say you're going to miss out on the V barbecue. So uh, we're ramping up here to get you there. We invited Pat. I think Pat's going to come. Uh, we also invited uh, who's that guy that runs Dell again? I forget his <laughs> name, but uh, he might make appearance. We'll see. Last year he was going to come. Uh, so, yeah, if you're a V-Expert, congratulations to all the new 225 new ones back half of the year. Uh, we will be there. We will have barbecue, and we will be on again next week. Until then, everybody have a great week. Talk to you guys later. All right. And, uh, of course, we do not know in the new talk show how to make any of this end. Oh, they have an end button now. That is so great. They updated the SaaS service and changed all the menus, but they now have an end we will hit it. End.